Hi everybody, it's Peter Travers and welcome to our special Popcorn Tony Award show. Now, I've got to say before we get into the nominees about who will win and who should win, this has been the most amazing year in Broadway history. It has made over $2 billion at the box office. That never happened. And why is it? I think it's Hollywood heat. Everybody from TV, from movies, from music wants to be on Broadway. They want to be on that stage. You got this year you have Kylo Ren, Adam Driver on Broadway. You have Walter White, Brian Cranston there, Jeff Daniels, who played Harry Dunn in two Dumb and Dumber movies. They're all fighting to be best dramatic actor. What kind of stuff is happening on Broadway? Well, let's start with the major categories. And I'm going to start with best musical. The nominees are Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations, Beetlejuice, remember that movie? Town, The Prom, and Tootsie, you remember that movie too. Well, I think the winner is Hadestown. It's original. Uh, it's basically the myth of Orpheus and Eurydice, but it's got a score by a woman named Aeneas Mitchell, who doesn't come from Broadway at all and who kind of revolutionizes it. So what would happen? What could spoil the fun? There's a little musical called The Prom. It's really, it's totally original. It's about these bunch of Broadway veterans and they're really hard bitten and they're not getting any press and they decide to go to Indiana and help a lesbian high school student take her girlfriend to the prom. That's it. How good is it? It's really good. And in terms of the Hollywood connection, Ryan Murphy went to see it, fell in love with it, and he's making a movie of it. So how about that? Then we have Best Play, The Ferryman, Choir Boy, Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus, What the Constitution Means to Me, and Inc. I'm telling you people, The Ferryman has got to be a movie soon. It's an Irish play. It's about the troubles. And in, on a stage, we get to see an entire family deal with violence, deal with their own feuds. We've got babies on stage. We've got live, a live goose. We have everything. There's nothing like it. I don't think there's any competition for it at all, except there was a snub. The most successful play in Broadway history that's not a musical is To Kill a Mockingbird. And for some reason, the Tony nominee said, let's not nominate it. What? You know, I, I want answers on that one. Best revival of a play, Arthur Miller's All My Sons, The Boys in the Band, Burn This, Torch Song, and The Waverly Gallery. I think Arthur Miller's All My Sons, which brought Annette Bening back to Broadway, is a show that he wrote in 1947 about a guy who was manufacturing airplane parts and was too rushed to do it, and so the planes crashed and killed pilots during the war. We live in the world of Boeing now. You know, how timely could this be? So I think that's really up there. And I, in terms of seeing a show that by a playwright like Arthur Miller who says, let's deal with the world we live in, this one really, really did it. Then we have Best Revival of a Musical. This is easy because there's only two. There's Oklahoma, Rodgers and Hammerstein's Oklahoma, and Kiss Me Kate. Of course they were both movies. We saw Oklahoma with Gordon McRae and Shirley Jones in the 50s, but Kiss Me Kate is done in a traditional way. Kelly O'Hara is in it. Oklahoma is directed by a guy named Daniel Fish who finds darkness where Rodgers and Hammerstein only found light. It's a revelation to watch this. It's not the Oklahoma you've ever remembered, and it's sung in a kind of country-western way. Look, if you ever get to see this on Broadway or when it tours, get there and get there quick. 
Okay, best actor in a musical. And so we'll do alphabetically. Brooks Ashmancus in The Prom, Derek Baskin in Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations, Alex Brightman in Beetlejuice, remember when Michael Keaton had that part, Damon Downo in Rodgers and Hammerstein's Oklahoma, and Santino Fontana in Tootsie. Okay, the favorite is Santino Fontana, who is playing the part that Dustin Hoffman immortalized in the movie in the 1980s. But what Santino Fontana does, and remember him on TV in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Like I'm saying, everybody's from TV. He, he does so much more. He sings as a man, he sings as a woman, he does physical comedy, he does everything but stand on his head. And I could say, you know, who's out there that can spoil the win for Santino Fontana? And my answer is no one because this is one of the great performances you'll ever see on a musical comedy stage. He's the winner. Best Actress in a Play, Annette Bening in Arthur Miller's All My Sons, Laura Donnelly in The Ferryman, Elaine May in The Waverly Gallery, Janet McTeer in Bernhardt Hamlet, Laurie Metcalf in Hillary and Clinton, and Heidi Schreck in What the Constitution Means to Me. Okay, if Elaine May doesn't win this Tony, you're going to hear from me. She's 87 years old. She's returned to Broadway after decades to play the part of a woman fighting Alzheimer's. And everything is no perfect about what she's done. She started with Mike Nichols doing comedy. She was starring in movies of, like The New Leaf, directed things like The Heartbreak Kid. She's just one of the best actors I've ever seen anywhere. And if she loses, and you know, I feel bad for Annette Benning because if Elaine May wasn't here this year, I think she would be the winner. But come on, attention must be paid, people. And I also want to talk about a snub. How does Glenda Jackson, who won the Tony last year for Three Tall Women, return to Broadway as King Lear? We talk about the age of hashtag MeToo and Time's Up. Glenda Jackson is playing King Lear, gets rave reviews, and the Tony committee says, uh-uh, we're not going to nominate her. No, no. Uh, we're paying attention and we're going to come back and get you. All right, best actress in a musical, Stephanie J. Block in The Cher Show. Caitlin Kanunin in The Prom, Beth Level in The Prom, Ava Nobelzeda in Town, and Kelly O'Hara in Kiss Me Kate. Stephanie J. Bach, who is a theater veteran, is playing Cher in a way that sometimes she's more Cher than Cher. You might think this is just uh, an escapist show thing to, no, she finds the character of who she is. Cher shows up at this show often and does numbers with her. And plus it's Cher. There's, who's a bigger Hollywood name who is coming to Broadway with a show about herself? It takes three actresses to play Cher, but Stephanie J. Block plays the central one, and she plays the hell out of it. So she has just got to win. I'm sorry, people. All right, best featured actress in a play, uh, Fanula Flanagan in The Ferryman, Celia Keenan-Bolger in To Kill a Mockingbird, Christine Nelson in Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus, Julie White in Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus, and Ruth Wilson in King Lear. People, if you see, if you see To Kill a Mockingbird, and you should, Celia Keenan-Bolger is very controversial because she's playing Scout. Scout in the book and in the movie, we remember, is an eight or nine-year-old girl. Uh, Celia Keenan-Bolger is in her 40s, and yet what she finds in this character who grew up to be Harper Lee, who wrote this novel, is the heart and soul of the piece. 
So I'm telling you people, uh, this, this has got to happen. Celia Keenan-Bolger, remember that name. Best featured actor in a play, Bertie Carvo in Inc., Robin DeJesus in Boys in the Band, Gideon Glick in To Kill a Mockingbird, Brandon Uranowitz in Burn This, and Benjamin Walker in Arthur Miller's All My Sons. Bertie Carvo in Inc., those of, us, uh, those of you who actually went to Broadway a couple of years ago and saw um, any kind of a musical where you were shocked at a man playing a woman, you saw Bertie Carville in Matilda, and he played this woman, this horrible headmistress, and now he's playing Rupert Murdoch. So every, who in Hollywood, who in politics, who in everyone hasn't been in a Rupert Murdoch publication or paper and who hasn't been rolled over the coals in it? That performance, and in London when he played it and won an Olivia Award, he had to play it in front of Rupert Murdoch. It's just an incredible job. I want to talk a little about the snubs in this category, the non-nominees. There is an actor named Benga Aganabi in To Kill a Mockingbird who plays Tom Robinson. He is the black man who is on trial for raping a white woman, a, a crime he never committed, and he's defended by Jeff Daniels as Atticus Finch. When Aaron Sorkin adapted Harper Lee's novel to the stage, he did it so that he could expand the role of the black characters as he did here. And again, the Tony Committee decided only to nominate the white actors from To Kill a Mockingbird, ignoring the two black actors who are just brilliant in their roles. You know, you, you people, you're going to get called on the carpet. You need to. All right, best featured actress in a musical, Lily Cooper in Tootsie, Amber Gray in Town, Sarah Stiles in Tootsie, Ali Stroker in Rodgers and Hammerstein's Oklahoma, and Mary Testa in Rodgers and Hammerstein's Oklahoma. There's something totally remarkable that happened this year in Ali Stroker in Oklahoma. This is a woman who, when she was two years old, was in an automobile crash and was never able to walk again. And now on Broadway, playing Ado Annie, who is like the sexual time bomb in Oklahoma, the one who sings, I can't say no, the part went to Ali Stroker. She plays it in a wheelchair, and you would think that's inspiring enough. But when you watch her play it, you forget the wheelchair exists, and you're watching her take over the stage like Dolly Parton. She, it's just an amazing thing to watch, and it works on so many levels. So I want to be there when she wins that Tony, and I want to be standing up and applauding and going bravo. She deserves it. All right, best featured actor in a musical, Andre de Shields in Town, and a Grochluchin, that's a good name, in Tootsie, Patrick Page in Town, Jeremy Pope in Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations, and Ephraim Sykes in Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations. The favorite, the one I think will win, is Andre de Shields in Town. He's 73 years old. He stands on that stage as the narrator in like a silver suit in total control of his body and every movement and pulls you in till you're memorized. You're mesmerized. You cannot take your eyes off of Andre de Shields. This is a veteran actor who needs to get this Tony. But what if he didn't? Who would it go to? There's a young actor named Jeremy Pope who plays Eddie Kendricks in uh, the Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations. And who does, uh, he's playing a difficult man, one of the most difficult of the Temptations, but one of the most talented as well. He's also nominated this year as best actor in a, in a play. 
at Inquire Boy. This is, to me, the brightest newcomer that you will see on the stage, and you're going to see him everywhere. Stage, movies, television, it's just the beginning. So if you get to see this, you're going to be able to tell your friends, I was there when. Okay. Best Director of a Play, Rupert Gould for Inc., Sam Mendes for The Ferryman, Bartlett Cher for To Kill a Mockingbird, Ivo Von Hova for Network, and George C. Wolfe for Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus. Sam Mendes in The Ferryman, this Irish play, does a job on stage that's equal to his first movie, which was American Beauty, which you may remember won the Best Picture Oscar and won Sam Mendes the Oscar as Best Director. I think now he's going to have Tonys to go on the mantle to go along with that. The only director in this group, to me, that is sort of inching up and could take that is Bartlett Cher for To Kill a Mockingbird because this is a vast play. This is not one or two people on stage. This is a whole town coming to life, and he just does it brilliantly. But The Ferryman, The Ferryman is the show you got to, if you're betting and you're placing your bets, you got to remember that one. Okay, here we go to Best Director of a Musical, Tony Fair. We have Rachel Chapkin in Town, Scott Ellis in Tootsie, Daniel Fish for Rodgers and Hammerstein's Oklahoma, Des McEnough for Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations, and Casey Nickel on The Prom. I've got to say, Rachel Chapkin in Town directs something so brilliantly. This is a show about hell. It's about a woman that marries the devil and he lets her basically come back to, up to earth for six months of the year because she's missing her friends. Brilliantly done. Rachel Chapkin is the only woman nominated as best director for the Tonys this year. The only one that's there and she does a knockout job. Who could beat her? The only one would be Daniel Fish for Oklahoma because Oklahoma was always this thing that we watched on holidays, not this violent musical that Rodgers and Hammerstein had as a subtext. You could, they don't change the word of Oklahoma, how you saw it in a movie. They change the tone of it, and it's a whole different thing. Wow, are those two amazing directors fighting it out together. And if either one wins, it's still fair. All right, best original score. This is a great category for me, and it's going to be basically the uh, last category that I mentioned this time. But I'll tell you the nominees. Be More Chill, uh, music and lyrics by Joe Iconis. Beetlejuice, music and lyrics by Eddie Perfect. Town, music and lyrics by Anais Mitchell. The Prom, music by Matthew Scar, lyrics by Chad Bagulin. And To Kill a Mockingbird, music by Alan, uh, Adam Gettle. And Tootsie, music and lyrics by David Yazbek. What Anais Mitchell does with Town again, the only woman nominated um, for doing not only the book, but the music and lyrics for a musical this year, and doing it so superbly that when this uh, album, this cast album comes out, which it will any minute, you just have to have it. You have to do it. She is a remarkable talent. Now, I've been talking about spoilers or people that would come up, and I want to say this as I end. I'm kidding, really, but I was going to say, what about King Kong the Musical? Now, I've seen King Kong the Musical, and I have an earache from listening to the score. It's just one of the worst things that I've ever heard. And yet people go and see it, and why? Because King Kong puppetry, 
they have like eight and 11, 12, 15 guys sitting with this puppet so that he comes to life on stage. He can't bring the musical to life, but boy, to just watch him. If he were the only one there, but you know, King Kong was smart. He doesn't sing any of the songs, you know? He just moves, he just does all that stuff. And because I've talked about this Tony Awards being all about Hollywood, who's a bigger star than King Kong? So I want to see when they give him a special award and the award is going to be given. It's not in a competitive category, but I want to see somebody get up there and say, will King Kong please come to the stage? Boy, Hollywood and Broadway couldn't come together in a more exciting way.